Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and allow it to transform our lives, to enlighten our eyes, to give us wisdom, to give us understanding and the knowledge of God. And today we also want to talk about some things that will give us knowledge of ourselves. And I want to talk some about anger. Now, this is going to apply to all aspects of anger, but this week we've been talking particularly about honoring parents and raising children and Christmas traditions and things of this nature. And so my applications are going to be directed primarily towards not getting angry at our children, whatever age they are, whatever age, whether they're young ones or whether they're adults. But the principle related to anger will relate to anyone here and apply to your situation, okay? Shall we go here? Shall we get started? Let's do Anger can be a big, big problem, especially when directed at someone personally. Now, there are times for anger and a righteous anger. That's not what I'm talking about today. The, you know, we where we are anger at sin or angry at, at evil in our world, that should upset us. I'm talking about angry in a relationship and anger towards a person in a personal relationship. And I, what I have found here in my life is that my, I get angry when my rights are violated in a relationship. I might, it could be any number of things. I think I have a right to peace and quiet. I think I have a right on a roadway to a parking spot or to a spot on the freeway and someone cut me off. I might have a right to, to be treated a certain way at work or at school or in my home. And we have, and, and I again, I'm going to focus particularly upon in our home, as a parent, we feel we have a right to be obeyed. I mean, the scripture teaches that children ought to obey their parents. And we have a right to be obeyed with a good attitude and with a smile on the face and so on. And when that doesn't happen, it can, it can be quite irritating and can cause us to become angry. You know, it's easy to think as a parent, I take care of you, I provide for you, I brought you into this world, I'm smarter than you, I'm bigger than you, I'm, uh, uh, I've am i got, you know, and why, why can't you do what I ask? Why do you have to test me? Why do you have to push back on me? Why do you have to disobey me? And it's very easy to feel personally offended and that my right as a parent to be obeyed has been violated. And if that's the way we feel, I find that's where I can often get angry. What do you do about this? Years ago, I heard a message talking about Jesus yielding up his rights. It's meant so much to me. It's one of the, really, it's been one of the foundational messages of my life is this concept of yielding up my rights. And it comes from Philippians chapter 2, and we begin with verse where he says, have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then beginning in verse 6, he says this, well, actually verse 5, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself taking the form of a bondservant being made in the likeness of men. Now, this is the referring to the incarnation. This is referring to Jesus coming down to earth as a man. He never stopped being God. 
He deserved to be worshipped. He deserved to have us, everyone, obey him, worship him, honor him. He had the right to that, but instead he took the form of a servant, a bond servant, a lowly servant. He yielded up his right to be treated as God and came down and lived on earth as a man. Very, very interesting concept here. Very interesting. He came down to win us, to win our love, to win our affection, rather than to demand our love and affection, rather than to demand our obedience, shall we say. And he did that by humbling himself and emptying himself. This concept of what Jesus did, yielding up his right to be worshipped as God, is, a, is something, I think, a very deep spiritual lesson that every Christian needs to learn how to do if you want to overcome anger. If you want to be, we, we should have the servant heart of Jesus that basically says, I, I'm a servant, and as a servant, I give my rights to God because I'm not here for life to be all about me. I'm not here just to be comfortable. I'm not here just to have the world revolve around me. I am a servant of God and a servant of others. And so even with our children, I want to challenge you. Can you yield up your right to be obeyed, your right to be uh, respected, your right to rule the roost, shall we say? I'd like to suggest if you can do that, you'll have a lot less anger in your life when your authority is challenged. But there's another side of the coin here that I don't want us to miss, because some people who have yielded up that right, and in our culture today, we just look at kids as their equal, or even because they've, they've yielded up, they, um, because they exalt their children, and the world revolves around their children, and they think they're here completely to serve them, they get really angry because because they don't do this the second half, the other side of the coin, which I'm going to share with you now. I'm not saying that your life should revolve around your kids and they should rule the roost. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's the wrong response. So when you yield up your rights, that does not mean they become the king, but there's something else here, and that's this. You yield your, we yield our rights, but we embrace our responsibilities. This is very, very important. I yield up my right to be respected and honored, but I embrace my responsibility to train my children to respect and honor me and and their mother because that's what God commands. You see the difference here? The first one, I'm demanding respect for my sake. The second one, I'm demanding respect for their sake. I'm demanding it because this is what God commands, not because it benefits me, although it certainly would, but I do it for their sake. I do it for their sake. And this comes to a very, very important uh, rule of child discipline, and that is this. We discipline them for their benefit, not ours. Now, again, if your children are obedient, you benefit from it. You'll have a peaceful home. You'll have a happier home. You'll, your life will go better if your children are disciplined and obedient. But discipline is hard work, and, the, that, and we do it not for our sake. We do it for their sake. 
Where do we get this in Scripture? We get it from the way God disciplines us. Let's look in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. He writes this, We had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father's spirits and live? So he's talking about we honor, in their day, They, in their culture, if they were disciplined by their father, they honored that. They saw that as a good thing. Lots of times we react to the discipline of a father. He's saying in their culture, you realize that you respect your father because he disciplined them. And indeed, he does say even earlier, don't regard lightly when you're disciplined by God. That's evidence he loves you. If God didn't love you, he wouldn't discipline you. If God didn't care about you, he'd let you go his go your own way. But because he loves you, he disciplines you. And, and this discipline must always come not from a heart of selfishness and pride. Discipline must come from a heart of love and concern. But how's that love expressed? Just in warm, gooey feelings? No, he goes on. Let's keep reading Hebrews chapter 12. For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them, but he, God, disciplines us for our good so that we may share his holiness. There it is, my friends. That's why God disciplines us, for our good, not his, our good. He does it because he loves us. He does it because he cares about us. He he does it because he wants us to share his holiness. He goes on to say that all discipline for the moment seems not to be cheerful but sorrowful, but afterwards, afterwards, those who've been trained by it, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness. It's for our good, okay? So we go back to here, that what we do when we talk about training children, we yield up our right to be obeyed, but we embrace our responsibility to teach them to obey. It might be the same, requiring the same action, but it's done on our part from an entirely different motive that, that shall I say, one I, believe, one I believe works and the other doesn't. Children can tell if, if I'm just disciplining them because I want some peace and quiet or I want my life to go better, they'll, they'll probably obey as long as they have to, and then they'll rebel. They'll be, shall we say, like the kid who you're told to sit down, he'll, he'll say, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside because he'll know it was done in anger and selfishness on our part. On the other hand, if they sense that we truly love them and we're doing it for their benefit, and we're not doing it because we're angry or irritated at them, but rather we're disciplining them because we love them and care about them. We want them to be the best person they can be, and we know that this is important that's when they'll be far more likely to receive our discipline. Now, I do want to say this. You can do everything right and still have a rebellious child. How do we know this? Well, God does everything right. He did everything right with Adam, and Adam still rebelled. He does everything right with us, and still sometimes we are in rebellion. As a matter of fact, all of us have at some point or another. So don't get down on yourself if your children aren't, haven't turned out exactly how you want but you can always do better. You can, there's always tomorrow. God's arm is not so short that it cannot save. Don't give up on your kids. And, and, and if you have violated this principle, then simply apologize. Simply say, I'm 
you know, I'm sorry that there were times you must have known it, but I was angry and I disciplined you in anger. And I'm, I feel so bad about that now because that was selfish on my part. If you feel that, never apologize for something you don't really believe in or believe you did wrong. But if you did do that and you understand that was wrong, apologize to your children. Take them, take them aside. Uh, talk to them sometime. And even if it goes way back in time, that can mean a lot to them, and it could be something that can help them break through. Maybe not immediately, but help them process things in their relationship with you and even with God. Okay? Let's pray about it. Father in heaven, we thank you so much that as our heavenly Father, you discipline us for our good that we may share in your holiness. Father, we confess it's so easy to get angry when we feel our rights are violated. We feel our right to to be obeyed or our right to anything in this life is violated. We get angry. Father, help us to be like Jesus who didn't grasp at his right to be worshiped, grasp at his right to be treated as God, but he took the form of a servant. Help us, Lord, to be servants to others as well. Help us to live this kingdom principle not abandoning our responsibility, but yielding up our right to you, our rights to you, and trusting that you, Lord, when we do that, help us realize this just uh, unleashes your power in a relationship or in a situation. Help us, Father, to not be the people who've got to do it our way, but learn how to solve problems your ways. We bless you today, and I pray, Father, today, I'm just burdened for, I know all of us, Lord, every one of us has has, had a child who's who's gone astray at at times or has has disappointed or fallen into sin or, or has rebelled. We pray, Father, today. We pray for our own children. We pray for them, Lord, to be uh, that, that you'd capture their hearts freshly. You'd bring them back to yourself. We pray, Lord, for our own children to to fall in love with Jesus Christ and to know the height, depth, width, and breadth of your love for them and that you would win them. Lord, if they're angry at us about anything, give them a heart to forgive, I pray. Help us to, if we need to apologize, that we would do it so in humility. If they need to forgive, that they would do so as well. We pray these things. Bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I hope this has been helpful to you. We want to win our children. I'll tell you, nothing nothing hurts like losing a child to the world or to sin. And so I pray for each of us who have children. And if you're not yet have one, someday you will. Learn this lesson now. Learn this lesson now, and you'll be way ahead with, with raising your children for the Lord. So uh, if you're new today, a special welcome. I hope you'll join us regularly. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, Come here regularly, either live or later in the day. You can do either one or listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher. The rest of you, I love you. So glad to have you along. I hope you're encouraged, inspired, and becoming better as a result of these live streams, these videos. God bless you. I love you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.